Welcome in to another episode of the Money Call Podcast. I'm Samuel Bigelow, here with Gabby Mozipo for a brand new year. It's 2024, but still the same season of NFL football. And we're back talking for the final final week of the regular season, week 18. Uh, but yeah, everybody who's listening out there, happy new year and uh, happy new year to you, Gabby. Thanks for joining me today. Happy new year, Sam. Excited for What's in store for 2024, end of the football season, and a lot to get, a lot to talk about, a lot of playoff clinching scenarios, a lot of interesting lines with those scenarios in mind. So I'm excited to dive deep into it and win some money into the into the playoffs. Hell yeah. Always good to win a little, a couple bucks on some games here. Um, and as you say, I think this is the, the best time to, uh, to place your bets, we we know who these teams are, so they have a better chance. I feel like than the beginning of the season, but yeah, a couple of housekeeping items. Obviously, I said week eighteen, but uh, we are recording on January second. It's a Tuesday night, so our information is just as up to date as that. It's important to know today, especially because we don't know exactly who will be playing and who will be sitting in the games. We'll do our best to kind of predict that. Obviously, uh, do our best to make our picks with that, but. Uh, hopefully we can give you some good advice that um, will help you win some money this week. Uh, we're, of course, going to pick all our games against the spread, give you our best bets. This week we will not be doing our survivor picks because if you're in week 18, we have no idea who you've picked and you've picked a lot of teams and uh, you know what you're doing. So you're just going to have to do it yourself. But congrats if you somehow made it this far. Uh, but we suspect quite a few of you have not because we certainly wouldn't have. But yeah, anyways, uh we're going to start by picking every game against the spread, of course. But just to recap, if you have been listening uh, last week, uh, I kind of crushed it. Uh, 12 and 4 personally. Gabby went 6 and 10, not his best week, but I took a commanding lead in our um, in our race here. I'm at 124 and 93, and Gabby's at 110 to 107. So, uh, yeah, we're a little bit of a, we're, it's going to be, Probably not going to be able to catch me this week. He's going to have to catch me in the playoffs, um, but we'll see if he can do that. But, yeah, anyways, uh, we will be jumping right into our uh, best bets – or not our best bets, excuse me, our picks against the spread uh, right away. And, of course, no no Thursday night game this week. I'm bummed about that. Of course, no Monday night game as well. Uh, even more of a bummer. Uh, but, obviously, to keep it so the games are as exciting as possible and all are revel- relevant – uh, first one we got is at around 1.30 on Saturday on the West Coast. Uh, we got Pittsburgh coming into Baltimore. Pittsburgh as three-and-a-half-point favorites as they still need to uh, get a win to have a chance at the playoffs. Baltimore obviously has the first seed clinched, uh, so they may be resting some players, and I, I, I suspect they will. Um, but, Gabby, what do you, how do you think this game is going to unfold? Cincinnati versus Cleveland. No, Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Um, minus Pittsburgh is minus three and a half. Sorry. In that case, yeah, because Lamar and company might not be playing, and Pittsburgh's going to be playing for their life. But – I still like Baltimore in this case, plus definitely plus three and a half, just because 
I have a feeling that Lamar and company is going to play a little bit longer than expected. Because the Ravens fell into this trap last year when they were the one seed where it was 2019 or whenever Lamar won the MVP, they were the one seed and they got demolished by Tennessee because they came out flat-footed. So I do think Lamar and company are going to play a couple drives just to make sure that the juices are still flowing. And in that regard, I do think the Ravens are going to be able to cover the three and a half points here. So um, give me the Ravens plus three and a half. Yeah, I definitely think that that could definitely be a scenario I see happening for sure. I think this one's obviously a super tough one, uh, knowing that Lamar's out. Not one that I would really necessarily uh, be betting personally, but if I have to pick one, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh minus three and a half. I I think they're going to win the game. I think they're super desperate. I think they'd have a really good chance of winning it, even if Baltimore was healthy, just kind of knowing that Baltimore knows that they've – Clinched. I have a hard time imagining that they play in all their starters to their fullest extent, even if they were trying to like have them play for a significant amount of time. And and, and like you said, I don't think they, they necessarily play the full game. They may play a portion, uh, which may be enough to put it away for the for Baltimore, but I don't think they're able to. Pittsburgh has a good defense. They're gonna be motivated, they're gonna want to make the playoffs, obviously. Um, and the and they've been kind of rolling. So I think that Pittsburgh gets it done. Um, and covers the spread, but it could be definitely close. Could definitely see Pittsburgh winning and it being within a field goal. That would not surprise me at all. Um, or obviously Baltimore taking it home as well. But yeah, I'll be going Pittsburgh in this one. Uh, next one, we got Houston coming into Indianapolis. Gabby's Colts here. Uh, so I, this is one that you're going to, I'm s- sure, have some personal investment in. Both teams playing for their lives for the playoffs. 47.5 point over under. If I did not say it already, it's in Indy. Uh, Houston is one and a half point uh, favorites. I think they're going to win. And I think, obviously, it's such a small spread. I'm not going to factor that in. I just think CJ Stroud, he's, the, he's that guy. Um, this is the chance for him to make an absolute statement. And I think he's going to be motivated to take, take that chance. Um, and he's going to get it done. So, yeah, give me Houston and CJ Stroud. It's really just coming down to the quarterback uh, in this one for me. Indianapolis, probably the better team overall right now, more experienced, but uh, not with the, not with, not with CJ Stroud playing. And, and our, honestly, they've been playing really great across the board. They might not, the Houston may be uh, a better, a better team than Indianapolis overall. But um, yeah, I just think Houston, the quarterback is what really does it for me. So yeah, give me Houston. What do you think, Gabby? In a must-win scenario, I'm going to take the Colts here and the better coach and Shane Steichen. I think what Ooh, they're going to be able- that's a statement. Yeah, I think what they're going to be able to do here at home from a, um, a run game perspective, and on Jonathan Taylor is going to be tiring here for the Texans' perspective. And the Texans are beat up; they keep losing people from an offensive and defensive perspective. And I think the Colts are going to be able to take that um, control of that while Michael Pittman, um, he's going to have another week back from that concussion. And Brain Smith as well, the right tackle, he's came back as well and played last week. So I like the Colts here on plus one and a half. That's, I know it's a pick game, but I like the Colts here. So plus one and a half, give me the money line as well. It doesn't matter. Give me the Colts. Nice. I love you uh, supporting your team there. So, Sweet. Um, now we're moving into Sunday's slate of games, ten o'clock. 
uh, spread on the West Coast is where we're, of course, going to start. First game, Tampa Bay coming into Carolina as five-and-a-half-point favorites. Carolina, obviously eliminated. Obviously not going to pick first overall. Very funny. Um, Tampa Bay, they they have it all all to play for. Um, I think they're going to come out here, and I think they're going to crush Carolina. I think some of the stuff surrounding David Tepper is going to just play into the overall negative feeling in Carolina that's there right now, and I, I don't think that they're able to compete in the end. I think Tampa Bay comes out there and, and wins handily. Uh, so this is actually one of my favorite bets this week for sure. Uh, I love Tampa Bay here. Um, so, yeah, give me them minus five and a half. I think they handily cover. What do you think, Gabby? Yeah, and then must-win situation for Tampa to win the division and clinch playoffs. I like Tampa here as well. It's all about the scenarios. Panthers have nothing to play for. David Tepper's out here throwing drinks in people's faces. <laughs> so I think that's just culture that's going to permute down into the locker room. I think this is just a team that is over with the entire year. And I think the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be able to take advantage of that. So give me the Buccaneers. Uh, minus five and a half. Yeah, I think uh, Carolina might be looking at some prolonged misery beyond this year, personally. That's just not a great situation over there with David Tepper and and obviously their inability to get more weapons for their offense due to their, um, their trade to get Bryce Young, all the pieces they gave up in the draft. And that'll they'll have to obviously really hit on some later draft picks. Um to make themselves competitive anytime soon. And, and and unless Bryce Young becomes the guy, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time uh in misery, especially with uh I don't know what coach would want to go there. If I'm Ben Johnson, there's no way I'm going to Carolina. I know, I mean I mean there's enough money for everything, but if it's like a, a little not that huge of a difference, I'd be I'd be going to a I I definitely would take a pay cut to go to a team that any other team. I I wouldn't want to go to Carolina. Uh, and obviously there's only 32 jobs. So like whoever gets it, and I don't blame him. But if I'm Ben Johnson, like the number one guy, no way I'd go there. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, that's just me. We'll see. I don't know. That was kind of a tangent, but anyways, y'all, y'all, y'all told me you were curious about it. I heard you saying it, but anyways, um, Minnesota playing Detroit in our next game. Uh, Minnesota is three point underdogs, uh, in Detroit, uh, Detroit is obviously clinched a playoff spot. They clinched the division. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago, um, when they clinched the division, but they, they got that. So they're only playing for seating. Um, I, they may even be locked in. I'm not sure, but they, I'm going to be going with Detroit. I think they win the biggest reason for that. And I don't know anything, um, to confirm this as far as like actual reporting or even or to the contrary, obviously, but I just feel like Dan Campbell's the kind of guy who's just plays his players to uh, win every game. Uh, so I'm going to be going with Detroit and they're obviously the better team when they have their full roster out there and uh, they're against the, it's a, a division rival also plays into the reason that I think Dan Campbell plays his players. Um, so yeah, give me Detroit. What do you think, Gabby? Yeah, I think in this case, I don't think Detroit's going to play as many players as you think here. They can't – the movement up to the two seed for them is going to be pretty bleak. 
And I think that's going to be pretty apparent. So I'm actually going to take Minnesota here. Dennis going to be fighting way more. Actually going to be one of my be bigger bets of the week coming into a divisional matchup. Vikings really going to be fighting for whatever playoff life they have left. It's going to need to start with a win. So I like the Vikings here. Um, give me them plus the points. And honestly, um, the money line as well. I think Detroit is going to be going in tailspin at the wrong time. I think they're going to be a one-and-done team this Seattle playoffs. It smells like they're going to lose to the Rams in the first round. Rams is definitely a nightmare place for them. But I think Detroit has actually a more solid chance as a two-seed than I think you're giving them credit for, where they just need uh, to win and have Dallas and Philadelphia lose. And I'm not sure what the tiebreaker is if Dallas and Philadelphia win, but I assume Detroit may not come out on ahead in that. Um, but if either of those teams lose, or, or if both of those teams lose, excuse me, and Detroit wins, they'll be the they'll take the two seed, which I think would be great news for them because I think that they are, I think they're better than you're giving them credit for. I, I think they have a real shot to win the Super Bowl, um, but I don't think that they're so good that seeding isn't going to matter for them. Um, so I think that they're not a team that just needs to get in. They're a team that needs to get in with a good, some good matchups. Um, and I, I think that they are playing for that. Um, and I, I think both Dallas and Philadelphia could totally lose. I don't think they either of them will, but they're playing division uh, rivals as well, and you never know what happens in those games. So if I'm Detroit, I'm playing for that game. But anyways, anything else on that matchup, Gabby? Yeah, I'm just wanted to clarify. Even with the tiebreaker, um, if Detroit were to win, if all three teams were to win, Dallas were still hold the two seats. So I just I think Detroit's op options of getting there are going to be very slim. And I think from a coaching perspective, what happened yesterday or on Saturday with uh, them going for it on going for the two point conversion there three different times, I think is. It's something that needs to be examined further, and I think it's going to bite them in the butt more. I think that's – we just saw a peek into how Detroit's going to lose. Like we we kind of have an idea of how all these teams are going to lose. Um, Buffalo is going to be a Josh Allen pick. The Chiefs, their season's going to end because some wide receiver wasn't able to make a play. And now we saw that what's going to be the Detroit Lions. It's going to be they went – they were too aggressive at the time. They should have trusted their kicker. It's either going to be for a fourth down or it's going to be for a two-point conversion. But at some point, that's going to how their season's going to end. So um, that's why I'm down on Detroit now. Um, but as a whole, but I do think Minnesota's going to come out on top of that. This one is going to be one of my bigger bets of the week. Well, I certainly don't agree with uh, what you said about Buffalo or uh, Detroit there. But, I mean, honestly – the best coaches in the league have uh, been willing to change after a mistake like that. It definitely was a ridiculously just a, just a ridiculous there um, to go for it after that penalty, uh, go for the two point conversion that and for Detroit in that last game. But uh, I, I got to see if Dan Campbell can change. If you don't change you're Brandon Staley, if you do change your John Harbaugh, your bill Belichick until, until now bill Belichick's done a lot of changing, but, um. Yeah, if you don't change, you're not. You're gonna. You're gonna go by the wayside. I think. Um. 
And so if Dan Campbell could do that, I think he really will just show what he, how good of a coach he is. And I think he is that good of a coach, and I think he'll do it. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to be how Detroit loses. And I think, um, you know, Brett Favre also threw a lot of picks. So, I mean, Josh Allen, I'm not saying he's had his most amazing year, but, uh, you know, he just got, has to be less aggressive. And there, I, I just feel like he could help someday learn that. But we'll see. Anyways. Uh, anything else, Gabby? No, in that game. All righty. Next one, we got Tennessee, or excuse me, Jacksonville coming into Tennessee. Uh, Jacksonville is five and a half point favorites, 39 and a half point over under. Not supposed to be super high scoring. Um, Gabby, what do you think about this one? Uh, Sorry, I actually didn't hear you say that. Can you say the game team one more time? <laughs> yes, it's uh, Jacksonville minus five and a half uh, versus Tennessee in Tennessee. Oh, that's going to be tough just because Jacksonville has everything to play for, but Mike Vrabel is a prideful coach, and I do think the rumors are true that he might be auditioning for the New England job. Because um, I, I think Bill Belichick is out of there. But that is a different story for a different day. So, in that case, I like Tennessee here, plus five and a half. Derrick Henry's last game, potentially in Tennessee. Mike Vrabel's last game in Tennessee. End of a regime, end of an era. I think Tennessee's going to come out here on top. Plus five and a half is a lot for a home dog in a divisional matchup. Um especially versus Jacksonville, a team that they were able to beat the Panthers last week, but this team is not looking good. It just That was with CJ Beathard. If Trevor Lawrence comes back, um, I don't like their ability to be able to attack this running game, and the passing game is like, bleh. It's definitely one of those teams that's limping into the playoffs in the AFC. So um, I do like the Titans here. Uh, I'll be going the other way on this one. I like uh, Jacksonville. I mean, it's it is a really big spread, like you said. It's a lot. It's tough to pick, but uh, I think Jacksonville. Obviously, they have have to win to have a chance at the playoffs. Um, and I think that they are. I think they're going to take that opportunity. I just believe in Trevor Lawrence being on the on the verge of being elite, and I think that he uh, recognizes that he's going to lose an opportunity to take that step um, if he doesn't ball out in this game and get them uh, get them the win and I and I also think that contributes to him playing this just isn't just a, some other game uh, so I think he makes it back obviously that's not a guarantee I don't know anything special it's not for sure I, I last I read I think it was he was uh, hopeful which doesn't mean anything because you know I hope to play in the Super Bowl this year but um, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen Um so, you know, uh, that doesn't really mean anything, um, but I do think he does play um, just based off his track record of being pretty resilient as well. Um, and since I think he plays and I think they, they're going to win, I feel pretty confident that if he plays, they win. I think they win solidly. Going to be taking them to cover the five and a half. So even though it's a big spread and they're on the road, uh, I just got to go with Jacksonville. So, uh Next game on the docket here, we got Atlanta 
coming into New Orleans. New Orleans is three and a half point favorites at home over under of 42. Um, I believe both teams playing to have a chance. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what the situation is. I'll have to check that here. Um, but yeah, so if the Falcons win, they'd need a Buccaneers loss. Um, and New Orleans, they would win if they would, they would go to the playoffs and get the NFC South division title, um, as well with the, uh, a win and the Buccaneers loss. So both of them are relying on, um, Tampa Bay, uh, to lose, but, uh, New Orleans also has a scenario involving Seattle and, uh, Green Bay losing that would make them make the playoffs, um, which does not seem to be the case for, uh, Atlanta if uh and of course that would require New Orleans to win but um so yeah both teams playing to have a chance but neither of them super likely especially since I know we're not quite there yet but I think um feel I personally feel pretty good about Tampa Bay this week or, or no we did already talk about them excuse me yeah I was thinking we did uh, I didn't know if we talked about them before the show or actually during it but we did uh just recently talk about them but yeah anyways I think I think Tampa Bay wins, but they both obviously, as I said, have a chance to make it still uh, if they win. Um, New Orleans has a bigger chance, so for me, I'll be saying New. Or- I'll be going with New Orleans. Um, they also have been playing better recently. That that game, the last game they played um, against um, against Tampa Bay, really impressed me. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is an underrated team, um, and they came out and handily beat them. So. Um, New Orleans, they might have kind of found themselves a little bit here at the end of the season when it matters. Atlanta, not so much. Uh, so And New Orleans is at home. So I think New Orleans wins, and I think they could do so potentially handily. I, I think it could be a really good game as well, be close. But, um, yeah, going to go with the team that I think is going to win and I, the team that I think is just having a, 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 a lot better. Uh, they're doing better right now. Um, so. And they have a better quarterback. So, Gabby, what do you think about that one? Yeah, that one, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think New Orleans, they have a lot of players for Carr, Dan They're going to be back next year, reports are saying that. And I think they're going to play their hearts out here versus the Atlanta team where Arthur Smith is also might be back. So, I guess these guys are just super good at their jobs. So, um, in that regards, I think it's going to be a pretty competitive game. So that's why I think that the line is close. But I do think the Saints are the better team overall and at home. And they're playing for just a little bit more. So I think the players are going to show out here. And I expect Marshawn Lattimore hopefully to return in this game. So that will be a big boost for the Saints' defense. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the Saints are going to win and they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to wallow in mediocrity and keep Derek Carr and Dennis Allen. But I, I, if I was a fan of the Saints, I think I'd like them to lose, honestly. Um, and maybe that gives the ownership uh, more of a push to change things up. Uh, and personally, I love Arthur Smith in every way other than the fact that he does everything he does with – players that are not the best players in their position at his raw on his roster. Um, that is always very weird to me uh, why he doesn't just use his best players, but everything else I really like about him. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, we can move on to the next game here. 
uh, since we're in agreement on that one. The next one is Cleveland coming into Cincinnati. It's going to be in Cincinnati. It's a rivalry game, not a huge one, but it is a rivalry, um, or at least one that hasn't been between successful teams really um, until fairly recently. But Cleveland, big underdogs. They might sit Joe Flacco and some other starters. They're six-point underdogs in a game that has a 38.5 point over-under, so low-scoring game expected to mostly be uh, – all the scoring to be done mostly by Cincinnati in this one, or that's what Vegas is expecting. But um, for me, I'm going to be taking Cleveland. I think Cleveland is obviously the way better team. Uh, obviously they're going to bench their best players. So that might make it easier for Cincinnati, but Cincinnati, uh, neither of them have anything to play with uh, play for uh, obviously as well. I should mention that, but I just think that Cincinnati, they know they're going to lose. They have a, or not make, do anything, even if they win, uh, I think that's pretty unmotivating. I think Cleveland is still a good defense, and I, I don't think they'll bench all their defensive starters. Um, I think they keep it very close. Um, and as we've seen, a lot of their backup quarterbacks have already had some playing experience, so even if they don't play Joe Flacco, they can still get a win here. We've seen them do that this season multiple times. Um, so it's not – I mean, obviously it's a huge downgrade for Cleveland to not play Joe Flacco, but – um, it's not an impossible feat for one of those other guys to come out with a win. And so I actually do think Cleveland wins the game. I think they cover the plus six is, I think, a great bet this week. Um, I just think that even with the, some stars out, they they still are the better team, uh, or they're going to be able to – they're the better team right now, and I think that's going to be um, – I think it's going to propel them to the win. So, uh, Gabby, what do you think about that one? have to agree with you there. Cleveland is the better team. I think they're going to be playing DTR. And I think DTR is going to be able to beat the Cincinnati team that has nothing to play for. I think Jamar Chase is going to sit out this game. I think he talked a big game when his shoulder was hurt and he wasn't able to perform in last week. And I think Jay Browning, I think the, the sales out on what was a pretty good run for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they were fighting on last hope they had to get that seven seed and then maybe had some magic, but those all those hopes were kind of killed in Arrowhead. So I like the Browns here, even if they, they sit Joe because they're locked into the five seed, um, like you were saying. But I think this game is actually going to be a lot closer than this is saying like six points is a big spread even even so so that's why I'm going to be on the Browns I don't think the Bengals are going to play for anything whatsoever I completely agree uh well we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to finish our picks against the spread and uh give you our best bets All right, welcome back into the Money Call podcast. Uh, we just left off uh, with Cleveland as plus six coming into Cincinnati um, in our picks against the spread. We are continuing on with the last game we have to pick in the 10 o'clock window uh, if you're on the West Coast. We got New England coming into, or excuse me, New York Jets coming in to see the New England Patriots uh, in New England. Uh, Jets are two-point underdogs, uh, 30 and a half point 
uh, over under very low scoring prediction this game um gabby what do you what do you think about this one which way are you going here yeah in this game i'm gonna have to go with new england i think they're gonna be able to be a pretty prideful team and come out here on top especially at home and new england hasn't lost to the jets in over seven years so um i think that rain is going to continue here for bill belichick in the New England Patriots, and I just don't see how Trevor Simeon, Zach Wilson, whoever it's going to be, is going to be able to muster up a game versus New England and the stout defense. So give me the Patriots here pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. I like... is, sorry, oh, I was going to see the comment. 30 and a half is one of the lowest overrunners I've seen. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the lowest one of this entire year. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, yeah, and I was just going to say I completely agree with you. I You mentioned earlier in the pod that you think this is uh, Bill Belichick's last season in New England. I would agree, um, and I think he gets a win to close it out. Um, I think that's just kind of fitting in. And the Jets, they already said Robert Sala, he's coming back. The Jets, I kind of feel like they just it's kind of like, oh, well, well, who cares? We're all going to be back next year. No, nothing to really play for, no reason to – Try too hard. Obviously, the players are going to try hard to have good film, but um, I just think there's probably a little bit of complacency setting in with the knowledge that they've been out of it for so long. But anyways, uh, New England, I mean, they obviously have the same issues, but they're playing for Bill Belichick, um, and I I think everybody has to have respect for Bill Belichick, uh, no matter how you think this season's gone for him. So, uh, yeah, I think they get the I think they get the win here, um, and I think they cover the the two points. So. Uh, moving on to our next game, uh, we got Chicago coming into Green Bay. Chicago is three-point underdogs. Uh, it's an over-under of 44 points. Um, for me, Chicago's been one of the hottest teams in the NFL, and I think Chicago, I think they win this game. I think they cover the three, or they get the three points, obviously. Uh, they, they are, I think they're going to come out ahead plus three because I think they're going to hit at the money line. Um I just think that Chicago, they've been hot. They've been they're playing to prove that they belong back in Chicago. I think there have been some reports saying that they will, as they as being uh Eberflus and Fields. I think they'll both be back in Chicago. Um, I think there have been reports saying that, but I think they still feel that they gotta prove it and put it up beyond a doubt. And I think you know what will beating the Packers and eliminating them from the playoffs. So this is a huge game for Chicago, even though they're not in the playoffs. Um, and obviously it's a huge game for Green Bay, who is trying to get in the playoffs. Jordan Love, I think he's played well. Um, obviously they're gonna Packers are gonna be fine going into next season with him as their quarterback. Um, played well for a first year quarterback, but I don't think he's gonna be uh able to get it done here in this game. That's really big. Obviously, it's gonna be in Lambeau, which is gonna be a pretty big boost for Green Bay. But um give me Chicago to continue their streak and um spoil the Packers plans. So Gabby, what do you think about that one? Yeah, for this one, I'm going to have to agree with you here. I think the the Bears, they're cooking here exactly at the right time for Justin Fields. I think he knows the time is now to show that he's the quarterback of the future, and he's kind of doing – I don't know if he's doing exactly that or he's just leaning into DJ Moore, but (laughs) whatever's working is working, and um, I think the Bears are going to be able to – beat the Packers here, but Jordan Love, he's third in the NFL in 
passing touchdowns behind Dak and Purdy. So he's yeah. definitely picking this year with 30. I was I was having a discussion, I think, asking you guys if Jordan Love is a good. I didn't know that, but yeah, he's been pretty balling this year. I think he's doing exactly what you want from a young quarterback, distributing it to his playmakers and running when he needs to. So I don't know how high the ceiling there is in Green Bay, but if they're able to get to the playoffs, I think um, the future for Jordan Love is looking pretty good. So, but that it's, I don't think that's going to be the case because Justin Fields would go in there and uh, win this game and they're going to be knocked out. So we'll see. We'll see what his future holds. But uh, give me the Bears plus three. Got another agreement there. That's four in a row. So we'll see if we have a difference here. I, I kind of get the feeling we might. But I'll let you go first, Gabby, on this next one. It's going to be Dallas coming into Washington to face the Commanders. The Commanders are 13-point underdogs. 45-and-a-half-point and over-under here on DraftKings right now. I What's that? Sorry. Continue. No, I was going to say that's uh, – it's I I think this is a game that you can see hitting the over uh, on that. But Gabby, I did say you, you're going to start, so I'm I'm going to defer to you to go first. Yeah, uh, I was just so eager because when I saw this line, I was <laughs> I just wanted to get my word out there that Dallas is definitely covering this 13 points. Um, they got the two seed on the line here in a game where Commanders have nothing to play for in their weakest. Uh, standpoint is they can't block anybody and their defensive backfield is horrible. Two things for the Cowboys strive in and we know the Cowboys do great at demolishing crappy teams so I'm going to take the Cowboys here minus 13 pretty easily here in a game where I feel like Dak if he thinks he has any chance at winning the MVP he's going to throw for six tuds um so I, I definitely think the Cowboys are going to put it on them. And I think covering the 13th is going to be pretty easy for the Cowboys. Uh, Yeah, no, we are going to have a disagreement here. I'm going to be going the other way. Uh, I'm all over Washington in this one. Yeah, you're right. Cowboys are playing for a seed, uh, for the two seed. Um, Washington's playing for jobs. They're going to blow that entire building up next year. If And if you don't play, if you don't ball out, you're not safe. Sam Howell's not safe. And none of the other players on offense are safe other than Terry McLaurin. They're, they're going to blow up that team. They're going to blow up the front office. They're going to blow – or I don't know about the front office, but they're going to blow up the coaching staff. They're blowing it up. And this is an opportunity for all those players to do one last – thing to try to be to be on the team next year to get a contract and and i'm not saying they're gonna win this game definitely not no way but 13 is a ton of points for a division rival dallas does blow out teams that are bad that is the fear and dallas obviously has a lot to play for but washington has a ton to play for as well this is uh this is going to be the last game for the head coach of washington this is going to be this is going to be probably this is going to be the last game for a lot of players on Washington, a lot of coaches. Uh, I'm just saying that, and I they're all just trying to make a statement. And 13 points to lose by more than 13 points would be to get absolutely blown out. 
And I just I just don't think that happens. Uh, so too big of a spread for me to go Dallas. I'll be taking Washington. But definitely think Dallas wins. Uh, but yeah, next game we got here, Philadelphia coming into New York to face the Giants as with New York uh, being five and a half point underdogs. Um, I just think Philadelphia comes out here and reasserts their dominance. They've been struggling. And this is a divisional game, of course, as well as, like I mentioned in the previous game. Um, but the spread is just so much smaller. I think Philadelphia comes out and uh, they win handily. I definitely think they cover the five and a half points. Um, their talent alone is enough to uh, go ahead of uh, the Giants by five and a half points. So um, while they haven't been playing well, I think this is kind of a get right game for them. Coming at an opportune time, I don't think they it helps them make a deeper run in the playoffs. I don't think that this Philadelphia team is sniffing the Super Bowl like like they did last year, but um, I definitely think they come out here and handily beat the Giants. But um, what do you think, Gabby? Yeah, for me, they're, they're just collapsing at the wrong time. This is the wrong time for this to happen, and I think this is, it's going to happen to the Giants. Brian Abel... He's the prideful man. I think this is going to be a time where um, the Giants are going to put it on them, and I think they're going to lose another one. And they're going to fall into the playoffs looking like a really bad team, and they're going to lose to the Bucks in the first round. So if I'm the Eagles, I don't know why it's minus five and a half. I think they should be sitting everybody. Is there a chance? Are they locked into the playoffs yet? Is that why? They are minus. Do they have to play the starters? No, they're locked into the playoffs. I'm almost uh, sure of it. They're eleven and four or eleven and five. Excuse me. Yeah, they're locked in. Yeah, um, but they still they they are also playing for the two seed, of course. Oh yeah, and um, I think they I think they have the advantage over the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. No, they don't because they lost again. But the Cowboys and Eagles get to play at the same time. That's good because I was like, do did they set their games at different times? Because that wouldn't necessarily be fair. No, they set the schedule this week to avoid that as much as possible to avoid any of the to make keep them all interesting. So, yeah, and you're right. I just confirmed. Yeah. So, so in that case, I'm definitely on the Giants. I think they're gonna play spoiler, and I, I just, I think the Eagles are just. This is not going to be a good team. This is not a good team overall. So five and a half, I think this is going to be good for the Giants. And I think there's going to be a chance that the Cowboys are going to be putting it on the Eagles. Not the Eagles. The Cowboys are going to be putting on on the Commanders really quickly to the, where the point where the Eagles, it doesn't even matter what happens in the Eagles game, and then they just start pulling players. So um, that's going to be pretty – that that could happen as well, and um, in that case, uh, I do like the Giants even more. Alrighty, uh, next game we got Seattle is uh, coming into Arizona as two and a half point favorites. Um, since I'm a Seattle fan, Gabby, I'm gonna let you go first on that one. This one, I I can be tilt- tilted on this one. Uh, due to my fandom, I have a strong opinion, uh, but I'll let you go go first on this one. Two and a half points. Um, 
I like Kyler here in this spot. He's playing for his job, and he's doing a pretty good job of it. Basically, if he doesn't get – it looks like now he has to play to not get the the top three picks, which is really shitty for him because his team is bad around him. His team was begging for him to get the top three picks, and he is playing his hardest not to. Um, so, in that case, I, I really do like the Cardinals because – I think what their ability to do passing the football and James Conner looks like he's back to full strength. Um, he really looked good versus the Eagles and his ability to run the football. So I like I like the Cardinals here quite a bit. The offense is good. This is it, going to be a shootout for sure, in my opinion. But I like the Cardinals here at home. Definitely in the dog position, two and a half points. Give me the cards. Yeah, I think uh I think Seattle wins here and I think they cover. Um so I'm going to be going the opposite way. Um Seattle is obviously needs to win to get a playoff berth and I just believe in Pete Carroll to get it done here in a must-win game. And and Kyler Murray while he is very good and has the ability to win any game, Seattle's not going to be surprised by his ability. They they've played him uh, obviously a lot before. He the same division. Uh, uh, they're in the di- same division, so they play him twice a year, of course. Um, Seattle on the road here, which makes you a little nervous, but I just think that Seattle is just going to be revved up to get this game done. I think they have the better coach. Um, and yeah, so I'll I'll be going with Seattle. Um, and another boost is I mean, I mentioned earlier. Uh, oh no, they'll be at the same time. Just kidding. I was thinking the Packers Bears was earlier in the in the day. Just kidding. Forget that I was going to say another point. I'm on Seattle minus two and a half points uh, in this game that I do think is high scoring. Uh, but has Seattle take it home? Um, I do think it's high scoring ish. I guess I should say I don't think it quite hits the over, but um, I think it'll be close. Um, but yeah. Anyways, anything else on that one, Gabby? No, I think we covered it. All right, next game we got here. This one's a pure just uh, – I just feel like the players want to play for their coach, but it's Denver coming into Las Vegas. Denver is two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Vegas, I think they just want to play for their coach. Um, And Antonio Pierce, I think his first name is Antonio. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Gabby, but I know his last name is Pierce. Um, I think that the players love him, and I think they just know that they need to get wins to uh, – to keep him around that is not the case for denver obviously sean payton will be there next year for sure um and they're playing with with a a backup quarterback in jared stidham um so i just i just think that the raiders know this is a team that this is an opportunity to get a win to help ensure that they can keep antonio pierce around um and it's not a huge spread i think the raiders will get it done aiden o'connell as a quarterback in general, makes me nervous here, but um, I think the Raiders get it done, um, and Denver just doesn't have as much to play for. So, give me Las Vegas uh, to cover the two and a half points. But what do you think, Gabby? Yeah, in this case, um, we're gonna have to agree with you here. I think Antonio Pearson, what they're able to do, um. He's just very simple in his way from an offensive perspective. He's going to give the ball a lot to his running back, no matter who it is, because he trusts his running game. And he's going to give the ball to 17, Devontae Adams. And that's going to be the way they're going to win. That's going to be the way they're going to lose games. 
And that's the way a coach should be. You win, you win with your best players, you lose with your best players. And his, he's rebuilt that defense and made it a pretty solid one. So I like the Raiders in this case. And with the Broncos on the other side, Jared Sim wasn't able to move the ball too much in that game versus the Chargers. But um, I like did like some things that he did, but, but from what I did see, it did not seem like he was able to do too much versus that team. So I like what the Raiders have been doing, be able to do all season. I like Antonio Pierce's um, last hurrah before he gets the final job to end the W. Oh, yeah, I agree. So uh, next game we got here, Kansas City coming into the uh, coming into L.A. to face the Chargers. Kansas City is three-point underdogs. Vegas is expecting them to uh, bench some players, which I think um, I kind of agree with. I don't think they're going to bench quite everybody. Me and Gabby were having a conversation about this on the uh, b- prior to the show uh, a bit earlier. Um, definitely think Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey bench or are benched or don't play very much in this game. And I think uh, Chris Jones um, is another guy like that as well. But I think for the rest of the guys, the majority of them will play. Um, and, and I personally wouldn't be surprised to see um, Kansas City play those those studs that I mentioned earlier uh, a little bit a little bit a fair amount um just because they haven't been playing well they they kind of want to get rolling i think uh or i i think it would make sense for them to want to get rolling at least um but coming into the playoffs and the chargers are a team they can definitely get rolling against um it would be risky and they would get no chance at any return because they're locked into the three seed but I think it could happen, but Andy Reid has a history of benching his players in situations like these, so um, that kind of lends itself to going the other way. But I I think Kansas City, uh, even if they do bench those guys, like I said, which, like I said, I think there's a chance they play a fair amount, but if they don't, I still like Kansas City here to win this game. Uh, Kansas City is a way better team than the Chargers right now. The Chargers... They obviously are going to be playing Easton Sticks, would be backup versus backup. Um, and I just don't have any faith in the Chargers to get a win here, um, even at home. So give me Kansas City, regardless of who starts, who doesn't. Uh, obviously, they could backfire. They could really bench the whole the whole team, and I'd, then I'd really be in trouble. But uh, I think that the Chiefs get it done. And I, getting them at plus, uh, pl- getting them with points is just and plus money is just awesome. So uh, give me Kansas City here. What do you think, Gabby? Yeah, in this case, um, I'm going to have to take the Chargers here. I think the Chiefs, they haven't been a good team this year. Um, but it, you're going to be able to sit some players, but I don't think they're going to be able to withstand with the Chargers. They're fighting for pride here. Um, that head coach and room coach has got – He's got tapes to put on for his players and for his next coaching job. So I like the Chargers here, minus three. Um, especially in this low scoring game, I think they're going to be able to do what needs to be done because I don't think now, especially with the players being out, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to put up the requisite points. Especially if they're not able to do it when everybody's healthy, they're definitely not going to be able to do it when they are going to sit some players. So <laughs> that's a fair point. See. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll we'll see on that one. Um next game we got here, final game in the afternoon window of the Sunday nights uh, or the Sunday spread. Uh we got the Rams 
plus three and plus three and a half, excuse me, coming into San Francisco to face the 49ers. Um, over under of 42 and a half points in this one. Um, San Francisco is locked into their to the first, the number one seed in the NFC. And so I, I'm personally kind of shocked to see this line. I would have thought that the Rams would be favored just based off the um any any other team on this list that is favored or is locked in has been the underdog, uh, pretty much. So a pretty surprising uh to me that the Rams are or the 49ers are still the favorite, but um I do think the 49ers I think I think the Rams they're locked into the playoffs as well. So that that's actually that actually kind of explains that. Um they're just playing for seeding. Um so yeah, I guess that kind of explains that whole thing. But e- anyways, I I don't know who exactly will be playing for either. The Rams are just playing for four seeding. The 49ers have nothing to play for. Um I think that the Rams are they they do cover, but I think that it's going to be it's going to be a close cover. It's if it was less than three and a half, I would be uh, reticent of picking the Rams. I might go the other way, but three and a half points is too much for me to not pick the Rams here in a game that matters to them more than it does to San Francisco. Um, don't know how much they will try to win this, how much they will just accept what their seating is. Since, like I said, they're locked in regardless. Um, but always nice to be a higher seed, I think. Um, so I think they'll they'll try for that, and I think they'll keep it close at least. So give me the Rams plus three and a half against the 49ers. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. This is this is tough because yeah, the Rams might have a pretty good spot as a, at um their seed, but with their sixth spot, but it's the Niners and Cal Shannon has routinely deep hands McVay. I think McVay's won one game versus him, and that was the NFC Championship game a couple years ago, or maybe two at this point. So I'm gonna have to go with the Niners here in that case because I do think, even though they've they um, clinched a one seed, I think they're gonna be able to play a couple possessions here, and they're not gonna be able to sit everybody. So I do like the Niners in this case to be able to um, cover the, the three and a half points here. Nice. Well, we'll have another disagreement there that always makes it interesting. Uh, going into our last game now, Sunday night football, Buffalo taking on Miami in Miami. Buffalo is three point favorites in this one. For me, I think I think I'm feeling pretty good about Buffalo in this one. Buffalo is still not clinched a playoff spot yet. Miami obviously has. Uh, Miami got banged up in their last game. Tua banged up. He's expected to play still, and and I really think that the NFL wouldn't have put this game in this slot if they didn't think that he was going to play. And and the, I think the line also kind of lends itself thinking that Tua is going to play, but he might not play up to his full capability. And we saw players like Bradley Chubb go down, which is a huge loss for them. Um, they've lost him and Jalen Phillips now, which was two studs on on the on the edges, and they they no longer have those guys. So it's just injuries for Miami. That's really tough. Happened this year. Happened last year. Obviously, a bigger deal to have Tua gone probably than uh, an edge rusher. But they they lost two edge rushers. So I mean, how many can you sustain, especially superstars? So um, and then I think I, they may have even had a few more other injuries that aren't as high profile. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to hurt Miami. I think they're going to be reeling this week. They already know they've clinched, so it's not as big a deal. Um, 
this will be really interesting because if they play really well, I think that um, that'll bode better for their chances in the playoffs. Where after, as I mentioned, those injuries um, has really made it their uh, their chances take a hit. I think personally, in my eyes. Um, so if they win this one or play really well, that would do a lot for that. But I don't think that they. I really think that Buffalo comes out and gets this one pretty handily. It's an over under of fifty points, so going to be pretty high scoring, which. I just think kind of it's going to lend itself to the fact that Miami's defense isn't going to be as effective as it has been recently. And and it's just going to be a shootout. And I think, you know, Josh Allen, as you mentioned earlier, Gabby will throw some picks, but he throws a lot of touchdowns. And I think it's going to kind of lend himself to that, a game that kind of favors him in that way. Um, so yeah, give me Buffalo minus three. And I, I like that, this game quite a bit uh, personally, but Gabby, what do you think about this one? Yeah. For this one, I'm going to be on Miami all the way in the game of the Game of the season, everything on the line in Miami. I like Tua and what my Mike McDaniel is going to be able to do. I think Tyreek is going to have a pretty big day. I think that this is why they were sitting Raheem Mostert, by the way, and they knew that no matter what, that it was going to come down to next week. So um, I like what Miami is going to be able to do. It's going to be my biggest bet of the year. Um, I like their money line. Um, as well, um, I just bet that. So, I I, I think this is going to be how the Bills' season ends. They're going to throw a couple of picks, um, win the game. Especially, they did all this work, and when it matters most, they crumble. So, give me Miami plus three, and uh, as well on the money line. That's so bittersweet to hear, Gabby. Because next week I'm gonna feel bad for you as a friend that you just wasted all your money on this on that bet, but but I mean it, there's no way Miami wins this one. I mean well there is a way, but I just just cannot believe this is your biggest bet of the year is really what I'm getting at. Um, just can't yeah that's 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 a surprise. It's gonna be tough to hear. We're gonna have to talk about it next week. I can't wait to talk about it, but I'm gonna feel bad for you for having just lost wasted your money like that, but. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I know one of them that's going to come up on this list, but uh, do you have any best bets for me? Yeah, my best bet is going to be Dolphins, um, Cowboys. I like the Cowboys a lot to cover. The Bears and as well, my final one, is going to be those really are going to be my four main ones actually, and then the Colts is going to be my heart pick of the year. I, I don't like usually picking the Colts, but I will be picking the Colts a lot and the Giants. I like the Giants quite a bit, so those are going to be my five. We as as usual have some opposites on our best bets, but. Uh, my best bets in order of best to worst is uh, number one, New Orleans, uh, minus three and a half over Atlanta. I think New Orleans comes out and handily wins that one. I really like that bet this week. Tampa Bay minus five and a half against Carolina. I think they go out and handily get the job done. Tampa Bay still an underrated team in my eyes. Uh, Philadelphia minus five and a half uh, over against uh, the Giants in New York. Uh, as as I mentioned, that's going to be one we differ on for sure. Uh, Chicago, this is one we agree on. Chicago plus three against Green Bay. I like that one, and I like the Chicago money line as well. Um, and then lastly, 
uh, Houston minus one and a half in Indianapolis. Um, I just think CJ Stroud is ascending and he's, he's that guy. I think he gets it done. Uh, so yeah, love Houston there, uh, this week. Um, but yeah, anything else, Gabby, for our listeners, because uh, as you know, we do not have our survivor picks this week. So we have reached the end of our, our, uh, regular segments, but any other final words for our, our listeners? No, I think, um, at the end of the year, hopefully we won you guys some money this regular season. You guys can like for the playoff round, but all in all, it's thank you for listening. And this was a great season. Yeah, I agree. We will. Yeah. We'll like Gabby said, we'll be continuing for the playoffs, which will be even more fun. If not, yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty, it'll be a good time. Uh, but yeah, happy new year to everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, rate and subscribe, all that good jazz. If you want, if you want to help us out, and uh, thanks again, and uh, we will catch you later.